SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Eight after 10 o'clock, welcome to the second hour of The Talking Point. Today, of course, we're bringing you a special broadcast. We're stationed at the Birchwood Hotel in the east of Gauteng. We're spending the day with the Department of Water and Sanitation, and it's as they run their program. This is the Water and Sanitation Education Program. It's a program that's been running since 1996. Can you believe it? Such a long time. And part of its work really is to try and cultivate a a culture of saving water, changing mindsets and attitudes around how we actually use water. In 2015, this program was also recognized for its achievement by the United Nations and awarded the Water for Life Best Practice Award. Curtis Mabena is the Director of Transformation at the Department of Water and Sanitation and joins us this morning. Mr. Mabena, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much, Mrs. Um, Kathy, and your listeners. I'm going to ask you just to try and speak a little bit louder for me so that we're able uh, <coughs> to pick you up uh, clearly. Today, you've brought different stakeholders there, I mean, different stakeholders here, but I see a lot of young people, primary school, high school going learners. You're giving them something productive to do over the school holidays? Of course. Um, but first, uh, we need to check whence we, where we came from, mm. uh, because this program was started by the late Professor Kada Esma around 94-95, and then it was called 2020 Vision, which has been changed to Water and Sanitation Education, education Program. I think the intention here <coughs> was to ensure that we preserve our culture, which among others, our language and conserve water resources. We also have to have a reservoir of useful knowledge and skills in order to keep unemployment. That's been developing us, but export those skills to other counties. And this program is aimed at education school, educating schools and communities about water use efficiency, management of toilet facilities, protection of water resources, health and hygiene and water safety. Mm. So it's hence they are here, they are competing and the best, they are all the, from, from their respective uh, what you call provinces, they are the best. Mm. So it's only those ones will be doing better. Not that they are not good, the other guys, but they are also good. But we need to have those who have done best so that at the end of the day they can be uh, given bursaries probably and also some incentives from our partners. I- explain how the program works. Okay, um, the prog- this competition has five uh, pr- uh, programs, which is Aqua Enduro, <coughs> excuse me, Public Speaking South African Youth Water Prize, BLM, which means Baswali Medzi, with its own projects. It comes at provincial level, thenceforth outright, out, outright winners are the ones who came here and competed national uh, education level. Mm. The BLM, which means Youth and Water, 
is at primary school level where they compete under the following pro categories. Music, you've seen them dancing. Yes. Poetry, praise poetry, drama and posters. So the best one wins, but they're all the best, I told you. So basically, you are using the heritage of arts and culture. And the reason I say that is because I've seen a lot of the young people are actually dressed in, you know, traditional mm. gear. And, and, and you, you spoke about how this program is also about the preservation of culture. And language. And yes, language. Yes. So, so you're encouraging then young people to what? Send messages, create messages around water in their mother tongues, yes. put together different types yes. of uh, activities that yes. will promote yes. the, the education and awareness around water. Uh, that's it. We because just make let's let's take let's let's make an example. If we're doing biology in Sizulu or science in Sizulu, how many uh, professors we have we have in, the, in these communities? So it's very key that we keep our languages. Mm -hmm. Because history is not pastime. We know we've been colonized. We're talking English. So we need to have those. They must be very proud of themselves as South Africans. Dr. King once said, our lives begin at the end. The end to, I mean, begin to end the day we became silent about things that matter. Meaning that if we don't say anything, they could be worse or stay the same. So we need to, to change what is happening. There's no other manna that will come from heaven. We've got our, our own manna is in our own hands. Mm. So we need to change the status quo that transpired. We, th this is the time that we have, to, we have to use these children to disseminate information. But myself, I thought water comes from God is true. But how to conserve or preserve it, it was another matter. They taught me a lot of things. Mm. We are running taps. We've got illegal connections. And uh, this, some of this um, so-called engineer was for the erstwhile order. But today, they feel they need to be engineers themselves. What a scientist. It pushes them to another level. When I wanted to pass my standard six or my metric, I wanted to be a policeman or a maleness or a security guard but the mindset changes now we need to have something hence i said a reservoir of skills mm. we are importing we need to export this and we are creating a lot of jobs for ourselves and the country let's talk about the specific challenges then that <coughs> you as a department have identified when it comes to water usage in South Africa, in our communities that you think need to change? Um, let me be candid about it. I'm not xenophobic. We have a lot of people who are around who are in South Africa. We've got a lot of um, informal settlements. And when you find a new informal settlement, there will be a lot of electrical, uh, water, illegal connections on electrical and water. So that's where you get and skilled people doing illegal connections, and that's why we're getting our water leaks. And that in itself, we are losing a lot of revenue. Mm. So uh, water is life, and we are the 30 driest country in the whole world. So it's upon our good selves to start, start young, create that, that space for these young people. Also teach our, 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 our municipalities 
how to utilize the out-of-school youth being taught by the in-school youth to, to become our water ambassadors. And if we keep quiet and say government will, government needs partners, they need us. Those are challenges that we face at the daily, on, on a daily basis. And we, did, we don't have to shy away that when infrastructure was created for, for communities, it was different for those communities that had power then. Mm. So we're having that challenge, uh, spilling of sewage and all that, because it doesn't cater what we have. We've got additional communities. So people mustn't blame government. Government, government is doing more to ensure that it corrects the, the, the past. Uh, uh, so, so I can accept an argument that says, yes, some of the infrastructure is overburdened because government is having to take, to cater to more people than would have, um, that than was originally intended <coughs> when true. some of this infrastructure was built. But when it comes to what the state of that infrastructure is today, that's in the hands of government. Maintaining that infrastructure, expanding that infrastructure, that falls precisely in the hands of government. I know that, mm. but I'm saying once more, if they gave you a 1.5 millimeter pipe and a 4 millimeter pipe, there's two different uh, what you call a flow of water in mm. that in those pipes. The erstwhile order gave those who had the the better infrastructure, but the co black communities were given the worst. That's why we're having this problem now. Government is doing its best to correct. These, those previous occurrences. So we, we cannot blame government. It's trying very hard to correct that. And I said again earlier on, we noting that we have uh, informal settlements, we've got people who came in illegally settled and next to us, rivers, streams, and all that is actually also denting the image of government because they are dumping in those rivers. Mm. They also, those illegal connections. I think our infrastructure become burdened. The people who are coming in, in the informal settlements, they are not staying in town or in white suburbs. They are within the townships. That's why we're having this problem. What about the role of, of government in being able to maintain a lot of this infrastructure at a basic level? So, so I, I hear the argument that, you, that you're making about, um, number one, you know, the kind of um, litter that, and dumping that takes place that affects the infrastructure. It's Gov a but we are, doing very, we are doing so much to keep that as Department of Water and Sanitation, you know, going all out in our rivers and all. It's, 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 it's a reoccurring re decimal. Whenever we leave, somebody dumps. So we need to find ways and need partnerships mm. in order to ensure that we keep our rivers uh, uh, pristine. A few years ago, government itself was one of the entities. In fact, the department was the entity that had identified that water leaks were costing a great deal in terms of revenue mm. um, collection, but also wastage of water. And a lot of the infrastructure, again, is infrastructure that lies in the hands of municipalities yes. uh, to be able to maintain and control. And th there was a program that was launched, particularly to target 
um, the 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 maintenance of, of 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 infrastructure to prevent more leaks. How far did that program get? Um, there were some hiccups in that program, but I think uh, municipalities must come on board because the national government cannot do it alone. We've got different municipalities. They have to identify the out-of-school youth, make them water ambassadors, train them to become, entrepreneur, uh, to become entrepreneurs, uh, to stop these water leaks. Government cannot do it alone. Government is trying its best. It's got all those good uh, uh, plans, but the, the backstop with the uh, local government. How are you doing in as far as disseminating information? And this is, again, being able to educate communities on, number one, things like anti-dumping, not throwing wastage down the drain, et cetera, et cetera, that could clog up the system. We, 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 we at DWS, I think we are doing very well because we are doing outreach. We go to talk to communities and then they are doing their best. At the end of the day, you find people are volunteering. But because of the problem we're having today, people want stipends and, you know, uh, breathing through the, the wound. Uh, we don't have much money and all that, and we cannot be catering. We need people who are committed. We are going to go out and say, <clears throat> we need to assist government. But we are trying our best as the, as the department to go out there and uh, sensitize communities about water conservation and also cleaning our rivers. It, it goes beyond just... Um needing to educate communities because in some instances when we look at even uh, something like dumping people are not always dumping because they want to mm. but rubbish is not being collected so it piles up and ultimately it ends up affecting even the quality of your own infrastructure yes if i was a magician i would speak one language and the municipalities will do their work because that doesn't lie with dws it lies with local government and I think we've got municipal, uh, we've got the councillors there. Their job with CDWs and what committees is their job to identify these dumping areas. And within a week, I think they need to be cleansed. So it's not the matter of DWS. I know we need to sing that song when we come to, we come we come home. But unfortunately, uh, I think it's the backstage uh, lies with the local authorities. We see, uh, uh, you know, in a, a province like Gauteng now where there is water shedding that is affecting residents and it leads us back to the question of water scarcity in a country yes. like South Africa yes. and what the future holds in as far as our water supply is concerned. Hence we are singing this song through this program. Let's conserve water and all that we know South Africa is water scarce country we know that some people have um, even colonized our rivers and they think they are their rivers and that's why in the Western Cape all of a sudden Picabu uh, when we had that drought all of a sudden that's all there were water coming from farmers I think that we needs to be corrected all right. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Anything else you want to add before we let you go? Nothing. May this baby grow.
<laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to the show. And that is Curtis Mabena, Director of Transformation and at the Department of Water and Sanitation. We'll take a quick break and we'll stay with this conversation then after this.